March 31st, 2022. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin, and Aleph And if you count from the bottom, it's 19 lines up. So it's 19 lines up. We're going to go back to just a few lines before what we finished with yesterday. The third word on the line is Tenan. Tenan, of course, means we learned in our Mishnah. So says the Gemara Tenan. On the one hand, we learned in our Mishnah, Ha'oved Avodat Kochavim. On the one hand, our Mishnah taught that the person who's Hayav Mita for being Oved Avodazara is a person who's Oved, person who, I'm sorry, Chad, uh, Charlie, Ha'oved Avodazara, when the Mishnah says Avodat Kochavim. Anyway, it says Ha'oved. The Gemara in turn understands Oved in Omer Lo. It seems clear from our Mishnah that in order to violate this Isur, in order to actually have foreign worship or worship of the stars, you have to actually do an Avodah. On the other hand, the Mishnah Daf Samech Zayin, in our Masech, it says, tenan. Don't we, on the other hand, learn in the Mishnah, Ha'omer e'evod, elech ve'e'evod, nelech ve'na'avod. In any of those three circumstances, and the true, absolute context of that Mishnah Daf Samech Zayin is Mesit. If you recall, the Mesitu Mediah, a circumstance in which someone leads another to do Avodah Zarah, irrespective of the specific context, which will be uh, somewhat relevant in a bit. But nonetheless, says the Mishnah, in the circumstance of Avodah Zarah, of Mesitva Avodah Zarah, of tempting, luring the person into Avodah Zarah by just stating, I'm going to go do Avodah Zarah, let's go do it, and so forth, you're liable, you're Hayav Mita, it's Avodah Zarah. So which one is it? Do you have to actually, with your body, with your mind, soul, and heart, do the Avodah Zarah, or is your speech sufficient to be considered Avodah Zarah? So the first answer here in the Gemara, and if you call it, was with it was Rabbah who was asking Rav Hamnuna this question as he was going to look for his oxen. Anyway, the first answer here, Amar Le says Rav Hamnuna in response, Be'omer eni mekbelo alai ela ba'avodah. So Rav Hamnuna's responses. It says, in truth, Amira Dibur in and of itself is enough to be Hayav Mita, is enough to be considered Oved Avodazara. However, um, the, our Mishnah, which seems to very clearly state that you need to actually do an Avodah, our Mishnah is talking about where the person stated, I'm only accepting this as my God, as my Eloah, if I start the Avodah, which means to say the person explicitly states and stipulates, my Avodah, my worship, begins with my worship. In other words, you can imagine such a circumstance. I'm in a conversation with you. I said, but it doesn't actually begin until we put boots on the ground. So that's the statement over here. Our Mishnah was where the person stipulated my avodah only begins with my actual avodah. Whereas in general, the standard case, if a person doesn't explicitly state so, your hayav, it's considered avodah zarah immediately upon commitment with words. Says the Gemara, Rav Yosef Amar, Rav Yosef's alternative response to Rabbi is, Tana'e shakalta me'alma. He turns to the Rabbi and he incredulously, cynically says to him, you took all the Tana'im, all the authors of the Mishnah, out of this world? In other words, what he's saying to him is, there's many different opinions. So yeah, you have the Mishnah and Daf Samech, and you have the Mishnah and Daf Samech Zayin. Uh, we know these sorts of these sorts of stirot, these sorts of, sorts of contradictions. We're able to say, one's opinion A, and the other is opinion B. So if you, if you looked more carefully, if you were more proficient in the words of the Tana'im, he's saying, Rav Yosef is, You'd know we can attribute Mishnah and Daf Samech to Tana A and Mishnah and Daf Samech Zayin to Tana B. How so? <coughs> Tana A is really Mahloka Tana Imdit Tanya. After all, the Beraita says, Ha Omer, Bo'u vi'ivduni. 
If a person says to others, this is called a mesit, a classic mesit, but uh, and not as classic as regular, instead of bringing the others to Abu Dazara of another, it says, come and worship me. All right, well, it's a circumstance in which my speech or the person's speech reveals Avodah Zarah, come and worship me. Rabbi Meir Mechayev, Rabbi Meir says those words in and of themselves are sufficient to say your Hayav Mita is a Mesit Avodah Zarah. All I said was, I want you to worship me. You didn't actually worship me. Dibur be'alna, the amira is in it of itself a violation of avodah zarah, and he's mehayavir biuda poter. Biuda says no, it's dibur. Says the Gemara, says Rav Yosef. You see, that's our two mishnayot, the Mishnah and Daf Samech, which said ha'oved is the opinion of Biuda, who's poter. The Mishnah and Daf Samech Zayin, which says even ha'omer, that's the opinion of Bimeir. And, Continues a bit further. Hechad palhu. He just fully uh, uh, elucidates. He makes this fully clear. Palhu means worshipped. If the people, if, if me being the mesit, if he being the mesit says, come and worship me. If they actually came and worshipped, if they actually came and started bowing down or doing whatever it is that's avodazara to this person, everybody agrees. In such a circumstance, the pasuk says, don't make and don't make yourself into an idol. And as a result, if another person, if you say to the other person, come and worship me, and they begin worshiping you, of course you're Hayav Mita. No, but what did I do? You created Avodah Zarah. It might be yourself. I don't care what it is. But you're Hayav. So the Mahlokar Biudan Bimeir is not when the person, the people who you're speaking to, actually come to worship. In such a circumstance, everybody agrees you're Hayav. Ki when do they disagree? Bidibura Be'alma. When there's just speech, when all that took place, all that transpired was I said, Bo ve'ivduni. I said, come and worship me. And nobody listens. But my words, says the Gemara, Bimeir savar dibura miltai. Bimeir's opinion is dibura, speech is milta. It's something. And as a result, we plug him in, Rav Yosef does, to the Mishnah and Samech Zayin, even Ha'omer. And in contrast, Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Dibura, Lav Miltahi, Rabbi Yehuda says, no, speech is insufficient. There has to actually be an action in order to be liable for, for Avodah Zarah, for death penalty. So that's what the Gemara, what Rav Yosef has set forth as this Mahloket. He says, it's not a contradiction, it's two different opinions. Says the Gemara, but it got more complicated even in Rav Yosef's orbit. In other words, it's not now going to come as it often does as a challenge from another. Rav Yosef himself changed his mind. He says, I have a different understanding of that mahlok and bimei and biuda. Keep in mind, he just suggested bimei and biuda are disagreeing about whether dibur, speech, is in and it of itself a violation. That was his suggestion. Says the Gemara, Hadar, afterwards, Amar of Yosef, lav miltahi damre. That which I said, lav milta. Milta means a thing. That wasn't a real thing. What I just said, changed my mind about it. What do you mean, changed your mind? How so? The Afilu Rabbi Huda, even Rabbi Huda, our lenient opinion, the opinion who said, if you say Bo'u Ve'ivduni Yanar Hayav, even he himself, Bidiburana Mehayuve Mehayev, even he would say Dibur, speech in and of itself, is Avodah Zarah, constitutes enough to be considered. Really? How do you know? The Tanya, after all, the Beraita says explicitly, Biuda Omer, there's our Biuda, Le'olameno Hayavachi Omar, E'evod, Elech ve'evod, Ne'elech ve'na'avod. He says in the context of Avodah Zarav Mesit, the only time you're going to be Hayav is, and again, we don't need to see, we don't need to understand right now in contrast to what, but he's talking about speech. You say, let let me go, let us go, and so forth. In those circumstances, you're Hayav. So wait a second. 
Rabbi Yehuda, just a moment ago, we saw, is Halek on Rabbi Meir. If a person says, Bo'u bi'ivduni, come and worship me. Rabbi Meir mechayev, Rabbi Yehuda poter. We thought the reason is because Rabbi Yehuda says, Dibura lav milta. Speech is nothing in terms of the halachic respect over here with regards to Avodah Zarah. But now we see Rabbi Yehuda himself says that speech is something. Dibura is milta. It must be the mahlok. It is as follows. Before I read onward, let me just play the scene out for you. A uh, crazy guy walks into the knees tomorrow morning. I mean, the truth is, there is a clinical thing for this, not in terms of making yourself into a god, but in terms of seeing yourself as Messiah, as Mashiach. There's some sort of clinical thing. And they say it's very prevalent in Jerusalem. I remember learning about this. I was a psychology major in, in college. We learned about the Messiah complex. And when you're in, you know, these sorts of places, places where you think about Mikdash and whatever, you find a lot of people who believe that they're Mashiach. So the person doesn't walk in saying he's Mashiach. He says he's God. He walks into the Knesset and he starts walking around and he says to everyone, stop not praying to whatever whoever you're praying pray to me and the people are chuckling one to the other and say oh yeah sure yeah absolutely you know as each person says yeah sure absolutely what's going through their mind they're trying to get this guy out of the way they don't mean it in a real sense they're not genuine about that says the Gemara that and only that case is where to be that disagrees with the Bimeir after all keep in mind the exact words we had just a few lines ago between Bimeir and Bihuda were Bo'u ve'ivduni come and worship me. It's not that he says, go and worship another with me. It's not that he says, I demand you worship that. It's come and worship me. And then the people, our assumption is, say, yeah, oh yeah, sure. And that circumstance would be me. It says, no, they mean it. If they said that, uh, hayav. Says Rabbi Yehuda, oh, come on, we'll see the words of the Gemara, they're laughing at him, they're not actually serious. Says the Gemara, again, so it, with which, what all this amounts to for us is we don't have a resolution then because now we're left at with just speech should be sufficient to be hayav. The only reason Rabbi Yehuda said you're not over there is because you said worship me and the people are laughing at you. They're not actually serious. Which means you're going to have to give us a new answer to this contradiction which the whole class today is going to be surrounding and that is the Mishnah and Samech says it needs to be with an action. The Mishnah and Samech Zayin says a speech in and of itself. Yes, Charlie. Absolutely. We're talking about the person who's mesit over here. That's right. The person who is mesit, who says, Now, again, we are, you're right about that, Charlie. We're conflating, we're, we're, we're collapsing both the person who says, or as well as the person who says, because in the scheme of things, in the context of Abu Dazara, we want to understand is Dibura Milta. So yeah, if I'm talking to you and trying to convince you, my Dibur might be sufficient. If you're talking to me and saying, this is what I plan on doing, why would we distinguish? On those Mesit or the person who's Nisat, we're assuming are all the same thing for Abu Dazara. And again, it makes, in my mind, it makes a lot of sense. It's the way Rashi explained it, and that is that the speech might be in and of itself Abu Dazara. What is Avodazar? It's only when you actually prostrate yourself and start bowing down. It's only when you start slaughtering. Or it's when you accept fundamentally, this is my God. 
That 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 is avodazara. There are ways of worshiping and demonstrating and showing, manifesting that this is my avodazara. But ultimately speaking, it's avodazara because I accepted it as my God. Speech could and should be perhaps sufficient. Says the Gemara, but my So then, what is the mahlokat? I already told you this just a moment ago. Between biudan bimeir bimesit le'atzmo, it's specifically and only when the person is urging. He's trying to tempt the people and lure them to worshipping he himself. And the people who he's speaking to say, oh yeah, sure. That's where they're disagreeing. Nabi Meir says, on the one hand, when a person says, come and worship me. And people say, in? Well, yeah, they're listening to him. And the yes, quote unquote, in that they said to him, it's true. They really mean it. The guy walked into the knees, walks in the middle of class right now, and he says, worship me. And everyone says, oh, yes, oh, yes, because you can't. No, they mean it. Someone in his heart of hearts means it. And as a result, hayuv. Umor savar, on the other hand, Rabbi Huda, who disagrees, and we happen to be posek like Rabbi Huda, they're not listening. Why aren't they listening? Ultimately speaking, the people are truly saying to themselves, selves, what's the difference between this guy from us? He's a human being, just like us. We're going to worship him? Oh, come on. And when they said yes, they're laughing at him. Means laughing, jokes. They're laughing at him. Which means to say, ultimately speaking, again, we are back to square one with regards to this contradiction because we suggested that the contradiction between the Mishnah and Daf Samech and the Mishnah and Daf Samech Zayn, about whether you need an actual Avodah or Dibura Be'alma is sufficient, was a mahluk between these two Tanaim. That was Rav Yosef's suggestion to be Meir and Bihuda. Imara says, Rav Yosef himself, Hadar Amar, they don't disagree. They only disagree in a case where a person says, Bo'u ve'ivduni, but Dibura Be'alma, like the Mishnah says, Am Daf you're certainly Hayab. So wait a second, how are you, Rav Yosef, going to resolve this contradiction? Says the Gemara, Umatnitin, and the Mishnayot, which are contradicting one another, Kan biyahid haniset, kan berabim hanisatim. You have to distinguish between an individual who was lured in and a group of people who were lured in for the Avodah Zarah. In other words, the way we're going to resolve this is one of the Mishnayot is talking about one person consented with speech to Avodah Zarah, and the other Mishnah is talking about many people. How so? Yahid la mimlech vetae batre. Rabim mimleche velata'u batre. It means to say the Gemara goes as follows. It says, there's a difference between if it's an individual or a group. If it's an individual who says, I will go and worship. You lured me into it. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm in. I'm not then asking questions. You convinced me. You sat me down. You talked to me. You said, this is Avodah Zarah. I made my statement. I said, Elech ve'edvot. There's no turning back now. My wife might call me. My best friend might call me. Ultimately speaking, I committed to this. You sat me down one-on-one. It was a personal, individual decision. Chalas. That's one situation. That's our Mishnah and Daf Samech Zayin. Bidibura Be'alma is enough. In such a circumstance, we say, Yahid Lamimlach. The Yahid, Lehimmalech, or that means to turn to another and to doubt myself. I don't doubt myself. I made my decision. I'm set. And as a result, Ta'ebatre. I am now making a mistake after this Avodah That's the Mishnah and Daf Samech Zayin. Our Mishnah, which said there has to be an actual Avodah, 
I was part of a larger group. Groups who accept something, there's ultimately speaking, as the Gemara is, and it's a truth we all know, there's going to be doubts because someone is going to open his or her mouth and they're going to say, well, maybe not. Maybe we could see this different. What do you mean? We as a team, we accept this alphabetism. But wait a second. I heard, I thought differently, which means to say that the resolution, the way that we answered this contradiction, the stira and Mishnayot is the Mishnandav Samech, which says, Avodah Ha'oved, you need action. That's talking about yeah. That's talking about Rabim. Rabim, we say, until we actually see them worshipping the Avodah Zarah, they're not full game. Why are they not full game? Mimlechu. They're going to ask questions. They're going to doubt it. And uh, they won't ultimately, potentially, do the Avodah Zarah. The Yahid is different. That's the Gemara's. That's Rav Yosef's ultimate answer. Says Rav Yosef, Amar Rav Yosef, Mina Aminala. Says Rav Yosef, how did I know to say this? To distinguish again between a Yahid and a Rabim. Yahid bidibur be'alma hayav, Mishnah daf samech zayin. Rabim ba'ema aseh, need an action, Mishnah daf samech. Dikhtiv, the Pasuk says, lo tove lo, lo tishma elav. Ha'ava v'shama hayav. The Mishnah says that if a person comes to be mesit, a person comes to, to bring you to Avodah Zarah, lo tove lo. Don't listen to him. Don't fall into his trap. And don't listen to him in terms of understanding his ways. Those are both Bilashon Yahid. Those are both talking about the individual. Which means to say the violation, Ha'ava, Vishama, just listening, just hearing, just accepting. Hayav, Mesit. That's already considered Hasata. That's already considered acceptance of the Avodah That's Biyahid. That's Rav Yosef's answer. Says Rav Yosef, the distinction, the Hiluk over here in the Gemara, in the Mishnayot is Yahid, Lotovel, Lotishma. That's just listening. Once one person makes up his mind as he was convinced by another, there's no turning back. When it's Rabim, Okay, you could listen. I mean, I don't know why you're listening, but if you listened, it's not considered Avodah Zarah immediately. Says Gemara Abaye. Abaye now asks a question on Rav Yosef. Let's just uh, very briefly remember what Rav Yosef did. Rav Yosef distinguished between Yahid and Rabim. He said if it's a Yahid, an individual brought himself to Avodah, who was brought to Avodah Zarah, Hayav, Mesit, Avodah Zarah, Dibur, uh, Rabim. Not so fast. Says Abaye, you really distinguishing? To be shone, to be different. Is there really a difference between a Yahid and a Rabim when it comes to Niset, Mesit, being lured, being uh, the lurer into Abu Doesn't the Beraita say, the Pasuk says, if you are lured in by your brother, the son of your mother. Okay, we talked about it on another occasion why it says, your brother, the son of your mother. But regardless, Pasuk is talking about Yahid, if you are lured in. Then, you see, this is the, the Gemara, the, the Beraita over here is not fully fleshing it out. Rashi helps us out, but I'll, I'll tell it to you outside right here. So it says the Gemara now. The Beraita then realizes that if you read the Pesukim onward, the Pesukim afterwards distinguish between Yahid and Rabim in specific ways. Well, how so? We, we already really know these ways if we think hard about it. On the one hand, we know an individual who's Oved Abu Dazara gets skila get stoned, the highest of the uh, death penalties. The, uh, the, the group, the Ir Hanidahat, they get Herev, they get uh, Herig, uh, that's one of the lower ones. 
That's one difference between Yahid and Rabim, because the Torah delineates that. The Torah makes that clear afterwards. The second difference between Yahid and Rabim, we also know, I think, if we think about it, and that is um, the, the Rabim in Irhanidahat, we take their shalal, we take all their possessions, and we burn it. It's all destroyed. The Yahid who worshipped Abu Dazara, okay, his possessions are now to his family, and his possessions are not per se destroyed. So there's two differences that the Torah makes clear between a Yahid and Rabim. Pay attention. The Torah never makes clear a difference between what we've been suggesting until now, what Rav Yosef is suggesting. Rav Yosef is suggesting the Yahid who just listens and says, I'm going to do Avodah Zahah, Hayah. The Rabim, they have to actually do. Now, if you're drawing differences in the Torah, you have to draw out all the differences. It's one thing if I tell you, Yahid or Rabim, an individual or a group. All right, and then you tell me, by the way, there were differences. Okay, there were differences. I was just mentioning all once. But the Torah doesn't do that. The Torah says, Yahid or Rabim, and then it tells you differences. It says Yahid gets put to death by Skila, and the Rabim get put to death by Herif, and the Rabim have their, their possession destroyed. Uh, there's one more thing. Rav Yosef, how come the description in the Torah is not about whether they just listened or they did? Clearly that's not a difference, and it's a way of us uh, knocking out. It's the way in which Abaye is knocking out that suggestion of Rav Yosef. So here's what the Beraita says. Here's the, 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 the statement of the Beraita. Either an individual or a group who are brought to Avodah Zarah, all Hayav. But the Pesukim, if you read onward, uh, well, they distinguish. They say there's a difference. How so? The Yahid, the individual, is distinguished, is taken apart from the collective if he himself is brought to Avodah Zarah. His body gets the more severe punishment. And his possessions don't get destroyed. That's a leniency. Rabim Miklal Yahid. And the Rabim, of course, on the flip side, are different than the Yahid. Lehakil al Gufam. They only get headache, I say with a smile. And their possessions get destroyed. It's on these matters, on the body, on the possessions, that there's a difference between Yahid and Rabim. On all other issues, i.e. our issue, about whether they're just listening or actually doing, just saying or actually doing. They're clearly, means they're alike. They are the same. So really, we're, we're left only with our initial answer, the answer of Rav Hamnuna, that our Mishnah, which is not, we don't get excited about an Ukimta, that our Mishnah is talking about, that the person stated, I'm only going to accept it as Avodah when I do my worship, which is, Ikar Hasef it's not in our Mishnah. Any suggestion we have had afterwards, Rav Yosef's Mahlok Bimein Biuda, didn't pan out. Rav Yosef's suggestion between distinguishing between Yahid and Rabim has not panned out either. Ela Amar Abaye, Abaye going back to the chalkboard, dealing again with the contradiction we ended class with yesterday and we're spending the whole class today on. On the one hand, the Mishnah of Samech says, Ha'oved. Yeah, actually do the Avodah Zarah. That's how you're Hayav. On the other hand, the Mishnah of Samech Zayin says, Ha'omer. A person who just speaks is Elech, Nelech. Na'avod, Avod. How come those circumstances are Hayav? Which one is it? Ela Amar Abaye. Abaye says the difference is diff- is is a bit uh, is a bit uh, varied. Can beniset mi piatsmo? Can beniset mi piacherim? He says the difference is not about whether it's an individual who got lured in or a group who got lured in. It's a difference between whether I convinced myself 
or I was convinced by another. What does that mean? Well, it goes like this. If I convinced myself, hmm, I wasn't convinced by another person. I'm always realizing I don't have all the truth to me. I don't know everything. I think this is Avodazar. I think that, I think this is God. Um, so I'm on my way. It takes a few people to talk to me, and I might change my mind. That's that's number one. Number two is I'm part of a group. I'm part of the Jonestown. I'm part of a, a cult. If the cult are all talking and saying this is Avodazar, and we're all convinced as part of this mission. Over there, it's a qualitatively different situation. So he completely flips the the way of resolving, of, of dealing with this haluk between the Mishnayot. On the one hand, our Mishnah and Afsamech, which said you have to actually do an Avodah, that's talking about the Yahid. It's talking about the individual. Why is that talking about the individual? Because the individual is Niset Mipi Atzmo. I decided on my own it's Avodah Zarah. I'm still not there. I'm talking about, I'm philosophizing, I'm thinking, I'm determining. Until I actually do it, you say to me, you didn't actually decide this. That's our case. And as a result, it needs action. The Mishnah, which says, if I just say, let's go do it, I'm going to go do it. That's I'm part of a group. I'm not thinking as much. When we're part of a larger group, we don't think as much. We just go with the flow. We get uh, peer pressured into it. And as a result, just speech over there is sufficient to say it's Avodah Zarah. I bring you back to the principle of the matter. Principle of the matter is Avodah Zarah, which we can and do, I think, accept easily, is not per se about what I do. It's about the acceptance question is how do I det- how do I determine how do I test if there was a real acceptance oh, says the Gemara says, says, says Abaye that's the difference between an individual and a group if you're an individual you're not fully accepted until you actually did it you're still doubting if you're a group you're on board you're not turning back you're just following everyone else that's the suggestion here of Abaye if you yourself decided Mimlech you're going to doubt it. You're going to ask others, perhaps. You're, um, you're, you're dragged after them. You are uh, dragging after them. That's a garir. I mean, this is uh, peer pressure. Here it is. How do I know to distinguish between if the person decided on his own or her own to do the Abu Dazara? as opposed to if they were lured into it by another. The Pasuk says, don't listen to him. Don't follow him. One second, what's that talking about? Don't listen to him. Someone else is trying to convince you. Don't follow him. Someone else is trying to convince you. Over there, the Torah is saying, by just accepting, it's a problem. Accepting in what situation? When the guy's convincing you. When the guy convinced you, you're a peer pressure. If it's you on your own, it's not lo tishma, it's not lo tove, it's uh, you, you, can't, you have some wrongful thoughts, you have some wrongful speech, but until you actually do the action, until you actually do the avodah zarah, our mishnah and samech, you're not hayav. And that, that answer stands. So Abaye is our second answer that stands. He distinguishes again our Mishnah and Dafsamech. person on his own is doing the Avodah Zarah, convinced himself, and have to actually do it. Mishnah and Dafsamech Zayin, you're convinced by another. Rava Amar, Idi Idi Beniset Mipiaherim. Says Rava, I have a different answer. I don't distinguish between whether you convinced yourself, you were lured by yourself into the Avodah Zarah or someone else. No, no, no. Even if you're convinced by another person in both cases convinced by another person. How do you explain our Mishnah? What's the difference? So before I read it, it goes as follows. The question is, how much knowledge you had about the Avodah Zarah? How, how much in were you? 
you could say peer pressure all you like, but if you actually had no knowledge or not enough knowledge about what you're about to do, you might be following the others. The second you actually find out about it, you're not as much in. As opposed to if I had all my knowledge and then I'm on board with the cult, oh, that's a different story. So the distinction that Rava now will suggest goes as follows. Our Mishnah and Dafsameh, he didn't actually know the details. The guy turns and says, let's go to Avodah Zarah. I said, I, I could think about it, whatever. Until you actually do it because you didn't actually know about it. We don't, ex- we don't assume you accepted it. Uh, even though you're out of your mind in such a situation, we assume you're going to be out of your mind with full knowledge of what you're doing and who you're going to or what you're going to. The guy gave you a, a crash course. The guy gave you a cult course uh, 101 in which he told you all about the Avodah over there by just speaking and saying, Amen, that's enough. He sat you down. He gave you a lecture on it. You know all about the Avodah We assume you're full-heartedly into this. That's the distinction here of Rava. He says, and it says the Mishnah on Dafsamech Zayin is talking about when the fellow, the Mesit, says to you, says to the person who's being lured in, Kach ochelet, kach shoteh, kach metiva, kach what does it mean? It says, this is what the Abu Daza, this is what the idol eats, and this is what it uh, drinks, and this is how it excretes, and this is, what's is there another one? And all those things of the Abu Daza, that's, that's details about the Abu Daza. If they told you the details, we assume by just uttering, I'm in, you're in. If they didn't tell you the details, you say, I didn't have the details, I wasn't actually in. That's our Mishnah. Amar Rava, mina aminala. Rava says, I want to prove this from Pesukim as well, that we should distinguish. He says, I'll tell you how I see it in the Torah. So it goes as follows his derasha. The Pasuk, in the context, in the parasha of Mesit, says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, through Moshe, turns to the people and says, you know what you need to do? You shouldn't learn. You should look into the Elohe Amim Asher Sivivotechem, all the gods of the nations who surround you. And then he says, Hakerobim Veharachokim, both those who are closer to you and those who are further from you. Oh, There's a waxing poetic here. All of a sudden the Torah says, Don't listen to the, the, the ways of the gods, those, those who are close to you and those who are far from you. The Torah needs to tell you, Don't listen to the ones close and the ones far. It's Avodazara. You don't need to tell me close and far. The derasha goes as follows. It says, look into, and this is a Musar life in general, I think. Look into that which they're telling you about what's far off by looking into the parallel by what that which is close to you. What do you mean? The guy is going to say to you, says the Beraita in its understanding of the Torah, you know what this God from overseas does? It eats and it drinks and it excretes and it does all these things for people. Pause for a second, says the Torah. You want to take that in? Say, what's the parallel here? Look at all the things that people here and down your block say about that, about their Avodah Zarah. See, is there any truth to it? Understand that mitibutam shel kerobim. Tibutam means the, the nature, the quality of those which are closest to you. Atalamed al tibutam shel rehokim. You'll understand the nature and the quality, the characteristics of the Avodah that's far away, which I, the, the Musar, I think, is pretty clear as well. People can talk about lofty matters, about ideas and so forth. All right, so just, just show Show me close. I, I get it. I get it. Down the line, I'm going to get to that. Well, show me show me the product of it that's close to me. Let me understand that in a way, because if I can't wrap my head around it, if you can't prove me anything that's 
even parallel to that in my orbit, then I can't accept that. I have to say it's a pie-in-the-sky idea. I have to say it's something that doesn't actually exist. The derasha in turn suggests that the discussion with the Avdei Avodah Zarai is one in which they're saying to you, what are they saying to you? They're saying, ah, listen to the nature of this Avodah Zarai. It's Ochelet, it's Shota, it's Meriah, and so forth. Mm, the discussion says Rava in the Torah of a Mesit, when the Torah says, Lo tovelo, lo don't listen, just speaking is a problem, is when they told you all the details. That's Rava's case. Says Rava, that's the difference between our Mishnayot. Our Mishnah and Samech is when you didn't get all the details. You didn't get all the details, even though you said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll worship it. Not enough until you actually do it because you didn't actually know about it. The Mishnah and Samech Zayim, the guy told you all about it. You learned all about the Avodah. How do you know that that's the case? Well, says Rafa, look in the Torah. The Torah is talking about Kerobim and Rahokim, which means they're talking to you. They're trying to convince you. They're telling you about the nature. Look into it. Wait a second. They're telling you about the nature. It means that the case of Mesit in the Torah, the case of Avodah where you were lured into it, is when you were convinced based on the characteristics and the qualities. It's there and only there that the Torah says that by just saying, just listening, you're all there. You have a problem. Says the Gemara, Ravashe Amar Sefa Israel Mumar. Ravashe suggests what? What are we up to? Answer number three. Uh, are we answer number three or answer number four? Answer number four. Says Ravashe, the difference is between who is being, uh, who is the Oved Avodah Zarah. Our Mishnah is talking about a Yisrael Gamur, a Yisrael Kasher. You're a good guy, you're a guy who's followed the Torah Misfot, and all of a sudden you're talking to your friends, I'd like to do that Avodah Zarah. We don't assume that you wrap that into your head, that you're actually Oved Avodah Zarah, that you actually accepted him. You're talking theoretically, you're postulating, you're pontificating, you're talking strangely. The Mishnah of Samech Zayn is talking about Yisrael Mumar. Yisrael Mumar means a person who's already Huxak the Avodah Zarah. It's a person we assume already has his mind, it's a guy who's off the beaten track. It's what the Gemara refers to as Isav, Israel Mumar. It's a person who's not following Torah So That guy just says, I'm going to go do it. Yeah, we assume he already accepted it as his God. That's the difference. The Mishnayot are talking about different people. Our Mishnah is talking about the standard case. Mishnah and Samech Zayin is talking about the guy who's already off, and in turn his speech kind of reveals what's in his heart. Ravina Amar, last answer. What's this answer? Number five. Lo zo af zo katane. Lo zo af zo katane means you have to read these Mishnayot as complementing one another. Not only this, but even this. Read the Mishnayot together, not as two statements, but as one statement that flows into the next. I speak to you and I say, listen, a person who does Avodah Zarah by worshipping the Avodah Zarah is Hayav Mitah. Lozo, not only that, but even a person who speaks about worshipping Avodah. Now, I'm not contradicting myself. I went Lozo, Avso. I began with a statement of action. And then I say, but even speech. So these two Mishnayot are not a contradiction at all. Ravina's final answer over here. He says they're really complementing. One is leading into the next. The first one talks about the standard case where you actually did the Avodah. The next one says, but even if you just spoke, that's considered Avodah Zarah as well. Okay, with this we concluded the contradiction and in, in dealing with the contradiction. I'm just going to begin one line, a line and a half of what we'll deal with in the next uh, day or two in the Gemara. It says the Gemara, Itmar. Itmar means it was said in the Midrash. It's a completely new issue over here. Well, not completely. It's still Avodah Zarah. In my mind, this is one of the most fascinating cases with regards to talking about Avodah Zarah. It says, if a person worships Avodah Zarah, I'm going to explain it just Al-Pirashi for now, which is, which is 
a, a great explanation in the Gemara and understanding it fully. Ahava and Yira means of the person who's bringing you to it. So a person brings you, walks up to you and says, Do Avodah Zarah, you love that person or you fear that person so much. You're not worshipping the Avodah Zarah because you believe in the Avodah Zarah per se. You're worshipping it because of the fear or love, the awe or, or, or uh, you know, whatever passion you have for this person. In that situation, is that considered Avodah Zarah or not? Abaye Amar Hayav. Rava Amar Patur. Abaye says, Absolutely, Avodah Zarah. Ravah says, Patur. Abaye Amar Hayav. Dahapalha. Says Abaye, ultimately speaking, you worshipped. Worshipping Avodah I don't care why you got there. You worshipped. Ravah Amar Patur. Ravah says, absolutely not. Ikibele ale be'elawa'im. Ilolo. Says Abaye, excuse me, says Ravah, if you accepted it as a god, all right, in. And in such a circumstance, consider Avodah If not, but rather it's because you fear this guy, because you love this guy. Lo, it's not considered Avodah And the Gemara will now go back and forth between Abaye and Rava, challenging each of the opinions and trying to understand them fully. Again, it touches on, it touches on, first and foremost, intention versus action. On the one hand, I'm doing the action. Looks like I'm worshipping Avodah It looks terrible. On the other hand, in my heart of hearts, I'm only doing it for another reason. You know, we talk about this in the context of Mishnayot, the Gemara and Pesachiman Dafnun. You know, you do it Shelolishma, Mitok Shelolishma, Balishma over here, so to speak. It's Avodah Zarah, Shelolishma. It's really the discussion, debate of Rava and Abaye, which we will deal with.